let's talk about what we want to talk about because I'm guessing these two could probably talk about property management and long-term rentals we'll and financing off the air <laughs> all day. But we have Ryan Burnham, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jenny Burnham. Yeah. Formerly Jenny Friday. Correct. Um, and they are, what are you guys? Jenny used to be a real estate agent. I still am licensed. I don't do sales anymore. I just refer. You hate that stuff. I do. I hate it with a passion, as you know. <laughs> and now you are full-time social media. Yep. For realtors. For real estate agents. Yes. I do also work with some small businesses, um, but primarily real estate just because of my background in the industry. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, how about you, Ryan? Me and Ryan, we, we had just met Ryan for the first time. Um, you guys got married how long ago? Two months, a little over two months ago now. July 22nd. It have been nice to be invited to that one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we don't know, we don't know much about you. So tell us uh, a little bit about your background. So I have a sales background. Um, I've had a variety of sales roles. Most recently, I uh, spent about almost four years in roofing sales role, door to door sales, uh, cut my teeth uh, quite a bit doing that. I actually had prior experience to that before I was most recently in it for four years. Um, did fairly well, but during that time, I knew that I was not going to be in that industry forever. It's not something that people typically stay in for a long term. Um, it, door knocking is great. It has its season in life, but it's not something that's sustainable for people over a long period of time. Uh, and that industry in particular, typically to succeed, you're going to need to put in 70 to 90 hour weeks. Jenny used to make me go door to door <laughs> with candy treats around Halloween <laughs> and do reverse <laughs> trick or treating. I love it. No, I love it. No, I no, never it tried awful. that. It was awful. <laughs> and now I preach against door knocking. I really did make you guys. And I was like, Doug was just sweating bullets. Hated oh, his life. Yeah. Here's some candy. Did. Let me sell your house. Exactly. And I don't think it worked. So I don't well. think one of us got any nope. deals nope. from it. But well, maybe if you had a door-to-door expert like myself, you guys would have had a little more success. <laughs> so I uh, hindsight. To me, Jenny was an expert. I don't know. I was told she was an expert. I fooled yeah. you. <laughs> So I, I did that for the most recently for about four years. I um, sold door to door as well as managed a team for the last couple of years of that. Um, so I, the last couple of years was kind of a little bit of a hybrid role. I would sell and manage a team full of guys um, doing that. Uh, but during that time, I started buying real estate. I started out with house hacking. Uh, now we have seven doors, three properties. Um, that's where our portfolio is at. But now I actually work uh, in the real estate industry with Team Finance Cowboy. He has a real estate investing mentorship. I am his sales guy for that. So if people want to inquire about that and learn more about that, they they fill out a form on a calendar and they get uh, the the luxury of jumping on a call with me. Uh, so I jump on calls with that, and then I'm also a coach in that program. So that's where I'm at today and what I'm doing now. Sweet. So let's talk a little bit more. You got, uh, what'd you say? Seven doors, three properties? Yeah. So I guess, so I'm so used to saying that. I guess now I have to bring that down a little bit. So we have three properties still, mm -hmm. but we have recently moved back into one of them. So we have a property that has a mother-in-law unit um, or a basement apartment. Sometimes people will call it that, that I owner-occupied for a year in 2021. Uh, then I moved out of that and owner-occupied a fourplex um, apartment building, a four-unit building uh, for a year. And during that time, uh, while living there, we bought a condo down in Florida. So we're in we're in Minnesota. I'm sure most people are already aware of that, but we're in Minnesota. Uh, that condo is down in Florida. And then about, what, a week ago... We pretty impulsively, we had been renting. And rescheduled this podcast. Very <laughs> impulsively decided. I think we decided Thursday and by 
Sunday, we had like moved even our bed there. So, so during that time for a while, um, we were renting, but then we were subletting the upstairs, uh, of the place we were renting. So we were still managing, uh, an additional, uh, property with that, but we had some flexibility with that. So that property we were renting, we were pretty fortunate. Her parents, Jenny's parents own that. So we had flexibility with that. And there is a mother-in-law unit kind of sorted downstairs. We don't really have a full kitchen or didn't have a full kitchen down there uh but we lived there for a about i don't know five months four or five months uh after doing some work at our florida property and then um i had non-renewed some tenants and one of my properties for various reasons and when jenny went to the property she fell in love with the community that's referred to as north branch minnesota welcome. it was the lot welcome. for me it welcome was... to our neck of the woods yeah and... i've got a lot now <laughs> And now what we're going to do is we're going to live in the entire house. But what I like about it is we still have that basement apartment. So Jenny came up with the idea of uh, renting out the basement apartment during the winter. So we travel during the winter. We don't like being in Minnesota during the winter. Um, So we will still use that to have a... Uh, furnished rental when we're not there so our mortgage payments covered when we're not there so so you guys are 30 year old what do you call them snowbirds yes yes nice. congrats yes thanks it's uh <laughs> thanks it's, it's a rough life but someone has to do it yeah so I've been snowboarding yeah. for a few years now so my prior job uh that was a habit i got into because i'd work my butt off for eight nine months of the year and then i would just travel for the winter because that was the only part of life that i could really enjoy at that time hmm. um, yeah. so you guys have had your hands in long-term rentals, short-term rentals. Yes, a little bit. What's better? What's more fun? Well, so he's done long-term. I've yeah. done short-term. Neither of us have done the opposite. Okay. But we've done medium-term. Mm-hmm. So, like, medium-term is definitely the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Short-term is a lot of work. The turnovers and just managing people. One of the biggest reasons I got out of real estate sales was because I hated being on call 24-7 and short-term rentals brought me right back to that on call 24-7. Yeah, honestly. And so it just like gave me so much anxiety again. And it was that same feeling. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then seeing him with this long-term, it was like, oh, we can get so much more money. And then uh, I think it was a Bigger Pockets podcast, was it, that introduced us to medium-term renting. And I was like, we should really try this. And he had a turnover happening in the St. Augusta property. And so tried it, and it's been the best. It's a very happy medium between the two. So for those that don't know, what 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 is considered a medium or middle, what do you, what is it considered that? What are the... So short term would <laughs> wow. be... Wow. Hang on. Let me try this again. Easy I'm going to edit that part buddy. out. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> and I still know how to say it. So some people call it a term. term rental. Yeah, yeah term medium term. Term. Medium term. All right. All right. Maybe that's what's thrown. I, I don't even know what to use. So, Honestly, so what exactly is a midterm rental compared to the so other ones? So short term is anything under 30 days. Midterm would be like one to six months, and then long terms typically one or six months to a year or more. So short term is where you're going to get the most money, but again, you have the turnover and the work associated. There's a lot of regulations popping up with cities. Long term, you get more wear and tear on the property from tenants who, you know, don't take as good of care of it. You don't get as much money, and then the medium term, you can kind of make. More than you would long-term, less than you would short-term. But the people that are there, we typically work with traveling professionals, and they take really good care of it because they're not just there for a weekend where they don't care if they trash it and leave. They're there for at least usually like a month. So they're maintaining it and taking good care of it, plus furniture isn't being moved in and out. So you did that at your St. Augusta property? You've been doing the midterm rentals? 
Yep. So we All did it with units? one of the units, okay. and then we now have three of the four. We have a long-term tenant in one of them, and then my parents' lake place. That's what we were doing there. So the upstairs was a midterm rental with a traveling professional, and we just had a new uh, lady move in last week, and she is on vacation because her family's in town. So. So you guys had these properties in St. Augusta and in Coon Rapids and decided just to turn them into midterm and have had success. Um, what do you look for if you were to buy like a new one? Where do you guys have like locations you guys so, think would be the best? I mean, obviously these places were just, you already had and they worked out. There's yeah. gotta be some better spots. That's a great question. So I can't pretend like I intentionally bought uh any of the properties I've acquired um, with the intention of renting them out as midterm rentals. But common things people will look for is having at least one level one trauma center hospital within 10 to 20 minutes. That's going to typically be a 400 plus bed hospital. And with that, you're going to have enough travel medical professionals coming to the area for work. Uh, Another thing people will look at is Furnished Funder has a great uh, resource within there where you can look up how many inquiries have been made in that specific city. And usually you can do, I think there's, you can do within 10 miles of there, 20 miles and 50 miles, but you can pick a city, uh, look how many inquiries there are. And then you can also see how many houses or units are available in that market. So what you can do then is figure out, you know, if you have, let's say three different markets you're interested in, you can see which market has the least amount of supply relative to the demand in that area, which is great. Um, Another thing people will do is just go online and search job postings for um, travel medical professionals in that area. So sometimes people say travel nurses. I may even say that occasionally. Um, But a lot of our tenants are travel surgical techs, travel radiology techs, um, physical therapists. Some of them are indeed actual travel nurses. But if you see there are a lot of job postings in that area um, for clinics and hospitals in the area, decent chance that they are coming in from out of town and they need a place to stay. Another resource that you don't hear about as much when you listen to podcasts, uh, you'll hear a lot of people talk about what I just mentioned with finding that resource on Furnished Finder to find those ratios. You'll hear people talk about uh, looking for job postings, but there's Facebook groups for travel nurses. Uh, So these Facebook groups are where travel nurses go to look for housing. Typically what I find is they go onto these Facebook sites when they aren't able to find housing that they're looking for that fits their needs on Furnished Finder. Um, So there's like a uh, Furnished Finder travel nurse uh, Facebook page. It has, I don't know how many thousands of people. It could be 10,000, it could be 50,000, but there are a lot of people on there. There's another, another one called, I believe, the Gypsy Nurse travel nurse housing. Um, There's a few others as well. There's a handful of big ones. And what you can do on those uh, Facebook pages is is search in the keyword for whatever city you're interested in investing in. And if you are seeing that there are requests for housing in that area, it's a pretty good indicator that there's a shortage of supply in that area. Because if they could find housing on Airbnb or Furnished Finder, they're not as inclined to post on those Facebook groups. Uh, So that's just another um, resource to use is jump on Facebook groups, look up in the cities. You'll see postings that people make on there as well. So you'll see if there are other rentals in the area um, as well as the inquiries. Um, I think those Facebook groups are an underutilized resource uh, when it comes to trying to determine a good market. Yeah, I think you hear a lot about traveling nurses or medical professionals, but I mean, I can tell just because I've texted Jenny about it is in real estate, especially lately, you have a lot of people that sell their houses and don't find a place to go next. And they're looking for months, potentially even longer on a midterm rental is a perfect idea for those types of people too. Yeah, so you'll see a lot of that, I'm sure. There, So there's a handful of different lead generation sources when it comes to midterm rentals. There are the traveling professionals, 
this the bulk of these are going to be travel medical professionals we have a, had a tenant in our property in that fourplex that was a traveling actually i don't know what you would call it but they were working at the monticello power plant so they were there to do work at the power plant and they came through furnished finder as well so there's those traveling professionals usually travel med medical professionals we've also had inquiries from other trades so i had a traveling welder reach out to me once we didn't have any units available he told me my housing stipend is two thousand dollars a month which was more than i was asking for in rent and he just told me straight up if you have anything available i'd love to stay there um, so traveling professionals uh, then you also have people that have been displaced from their home due to an insurance related loss mm -hmm. so this could be a storm in the area uh, it could be a house fire a flood we've had some inquiries there um, so you can reach out to insurance agents to network um, otherwise you can also reach out to placement companies so there are placement companies that work specifically with insurance companies and with insurance adjusters to place um, to find housing to place people that are displaced from their homes. Uh, ALE Solutions is a great resource for that. Our Florida property we've gotten leads for because that area got hit by a hurricane about a year ago. Um, so you can find people that are displaced from their homes for whatever reason, as well as, uh, um, why am I drawing a blank right now? Adjusters. Uh, well, so insurance adjusters as well. They're traveling professionals. But if there's like a hailstorm mm -hmm. in Minnesota, you have tons of contractors and tons of insurance adjusters coming into town. Those fit into the traveling professionals um, realm. But another one, I can't believe I didn't think of this. You'd already alluded to it a little bit, is people that need temporary housing between closing transactions. So we actually right now have one of our tenants in our fourplex. Uh, they just moved to the area from Oregon, and they're waiting for their new house to get done being built. They anticipate it's going to be done the end of October. Uh, but as we all know, sometimes that takes longer. So I would not be surprised if they extend past that. But you have people that whether they just moved to the area or they just the timing of their house transactions um, didn't work out well, they need temporary housing. Uh, some people will even go as far as reaching out to divorce attorneys. Uh, you can reach out to divorce attorneys. Maybe one person in that relationship needs temporary housing before they know what their next step looks like. Uh, so those are all really common resources that people will use. Uh, what I really like about it is you have less turnover. The travel medical professionals in particular are always on 13 week assignments and sometimes they extend. So you're looking at three months at a time. You're not having these units turn over very often. They're the highest quality tenants I've ever dealt with. The lowest credit score we've ever seen is seven. 41 and they're having someone else pay for their housing so their stipends in our area we're charging 1875 a month for these two bedroom apartments as opposed to 950 for a one long-term unit uh, that's obviously about double in a rent but it quadruples our net cash flow uh, but with that we're getting better tenants in there and their housing stipends in that area right now are about 2750 per month for the travel medical professionals um, so they're still they're finding housing that's a good fit for them and what they need while still uh, being able to pocket a good chunk of their housing stipend which i'm all for i'm all for them yeah. doing well and everyone having a you know a win-win scenario bro do you have something over there or do you just want to keep eating popcorn and texting your friends or uh, i was petting my rosie dog? yeah i was yeah. playing with rosie yeah. for quite a yeah. while um <clears throat> it's interesting so how how do how do you do with marketing with these or booking is it is it when you think of airbnb you think of short-term rentals is that how midterm rentals are currently also being booked it's, so it's a other? variety. We have them listed on Airbnb for 30 plus day stays. Okay. I That's think like we, your minimum. It has to be. Yep. They, okay. So for regulatory purposes and that county, Stearns County, we need to go through a bunch of additional red tape and there's additional regulations if you rent out for less than 30 days. So some people will rent out like some jurisdictions have a different definition of midterm rentals. Universally, it's usually going to be between 28 and 31 days. Stearns County, if we rent it out for less than 30 days, we'd have to go through a bunch of inspections 
inspections, it'd be a, a like a three to four thousand dollar process. Um, so that's why we limit it to thirty plus day stays um, at that property. But furnished finder is where we get most of our um, our leads from. We, I have also networked. I have called and emailed and door knocked at realtors offices and let them know that we're a resource if they ever need um, temporary housing for one of their clients. Uh, I've done the same with insurance agents. Uh, like I said, people will do it with the divorce attorneys, but the primary lead gen source for that is Furnished Finder. I will also go in and if I have a vacancy coming up in a couple weeks, I will post them on the Facebook uh, travel nurse sites that I'd mentioned earlier and I've gotten leads from that and had people stay at my property from that too. Uh, we, have an, we have such a shortage in our area I've had a couple nurses that have stayed at my property and then they go to work and on their first day they have coworkers that can't find pet friendly housing in the area uh, and they're staying at a, at a uh, extended stay hotel. So because of that, that's I think why we're doing so well is because we're pet friendly um, in an area where there's not a lot of pet friendly rentals and we have a fenced in yard for that. As, uh, as Jenny's giving my yeah, dog yeah. popcorn. Sneaking but, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have, uh, I've had people come back from their first day of work and then text me saying, Hey, when's your next unit available? I have a coworker that's been in a hotel for three weeks. Um, and then I've had units get filled that way as well. So one thing I like about having that fourplex and we'll eventually switch all four units is scale of uh, economy of scale. Um, so it's easier for me to go to realtors, go, I've even gone to the hospital. I don't, I haven't gotten any direct leads from them, but it's easier to go to these people when you have multiple units, you just, it carries a little more weight. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. And as far as platform, Airbnb would be less ideal for midterm rentals than Furnish Finder, just because Furnish Finder is a $99 fee for the year. Mm. Or like, I think for the fourplex, it was like $199. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, whereas yeah. Airbnb takes 3% right. of each. And that's going to add up yeah, to be a lot yeah. more. Yeah, so. And we operate with leases still in place, so you're going to have to do that stuff off Airbnb. And I don't think they're as friendly to having communication off the platform. Um, whereas Furnished Finder, they don't look at Furnished... Furnished Finder is not a direct booking site. Uh, it is a lead generation site. So they just connect you with them. And then you... They they have... They connect you and then you have to initiate conversation or they'll initiate with converse, conversation with you offline. Um, How big is the, um, the travel nursing program at the St. Cloud Hospital? Because in my mind... In, in my mind St. Augusta is not the number one place for a midterm rental, right? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, whatever, Lake Minnetonka or some, <laughs> just somewhere not St. Augusta e. <laughs> and um, and so, how, how big is like that, that? How big is the program in, in St. Cloud? So I don't know, like how many people work there that are traveling medical professionals. I agree with you that if I'm looking for a property that fits all the check boxes on what or checks all the boxes on what people are looking for in a midterm rental, I don't think on the surface level that fourplex is a property that looks like a killer deal on, on the surface level. But I think the reason why we're doing so well there, uh, some people that listen to this are probably already aware that the St. Cloud area does not have the best reputation. Really? Uh, so I think what happens, what I kind of suspect is that a lot of these travel nurses there are a lot of them are single young women and i don't suspect that i know that because that's what i see um and a lot of them look up and i've talked with some of them on this so i do know it um from talking with them as well but they look up the area and because they're coming from out of state typically mm -hmm. and they see that it's not the safest area so generally speaking on midterm rentals you want to be as close to the hospital as possible because that's just going mm -hmm. to be a better 
a commute for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look up St. Cloud and they don't want to be in downtown St. Cloud because they know that it's not the safest place. Didn't you read um, an article today about it being the drunkest city in the nation? Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> there's just today an article that came out. I'm not out. sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, uh, I don't, it's yeah. The drunk, <laughs> drunkest city in America. People can, I guess. People can have their own stance or view on whether that's a pro or con. <laughs> but uh, So they looked that up and then I think they start to look at the outskirts. There's not a lot of pet-friendly housing in that area. Um, in our neighborhood, I will confidently say, is the safest neighborhood within 15 minutes of the St. Cloud Hospital. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. There is one fourplex in a neighborhood of single-family houses. I always have called my property the ugly duckling in the neighborhood because it is. And you're proud of it. Uh, yes, I am <laughs> proud of it. I'm, it's in good shape, but it's it's definitely a fourplex in a neighborhood of upscale single-family <laughs> houses. These are, you know, St. Cloud, a $500,000 house is a pretty nice house, and these are $500,000 million houses in this wow. neighborhood. Yeah. Um, they're all on acreage, so that fourplex is on almost two acres as well. Uh, and we have a fenced-in dog yard. So what I suspect and what I've kind of gathered from talking with some of them is they look up. It's not the safest area. They want to go on the outskirts. There's not a lot of pet friendly housing and they want somewhere that's safe to walk their dog so we have a fenced-in dog yard we have a very safe neighborhood for them to walk in uh, and we allow those pets so i think that that's why although this particular property doesn't check some of the boxes that people would look for uh, a lot of times people will say that you want multiple level one trauma center hospitals um, the more the better but i i think that that's why we do well on that is just because uh, there's not a lot of uh great places that are pet friendly in the area you just never know what's going to make it successful, do you? Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, so I was reluctant when Jenny had told me that we should try it. I was pretty reluctant. I've always been of the mindset that I just want long-term rentals. I don't want to deal with any furnished rentals because I always thought of it as a lot more work. When people are staying for leisure, they have a different level of entitlement that they will when they're traveling for work. So an example you hear pretty often is if someone has a uh, battery die in the TV remote and a short-term rental. Some people are going to be petty about that and they're going to bug you and they're going to text you at one o'clock and probably not one o'clock in the morning, but they're going to text you and say, Hey, the batteries in the TV remote died. What are you going to do to make my stay as enjoyable as possible with midterm rentals? They're not entitled like that for the most part. Um, they, they are there for work. They take some ownership over the property. So it's not nearly as much work as it pertains to being hospitable to these tenants. Um, yeah, I just kind of went off on a tangent. I can't remember They're what that question was. Really but. low maintenance, like compared to any other tenants we've had. They are, they never have requests, and if we have to get in there for anything or if anything's wrong, they're so easygoing about it. It's wonderful. <laughs> so a lot of them being younger single women, a lot of them that we've had are in their like mid twenties, and they just are super chill. Like they are used to staying in college housing, so something that's clean and taken care of. Uh, is a big plus for them. So we've had a couple older tenants um, that are midterm tenants as well. And I will say the couple older tenants have been more high maintenance. And I think it's just, and it sounds kind of funny to say, but I think that it's just because uh, they have had a higher level, um, a higher standard of living. So for example, I had one tenant reach out to me last week. There were some wasps flying around outside. Mm-hmm. And they reached out to me about that and I had to call a pest control company to go out there. And that's fine. Um, but I don't think, I mean, I have midterm, other midterm tenants in that property that are um, not, uh, that are younger and I haven't heard that kind of stuff from them. There's just been a little bit more. Um, it's yeah. different when you come from like college housing, like anything's kind of better than dorm life or 
shitty college house. Sorry, I'm not sure if I can yeah. swear on this one. I don't know. Have we swore? Uh, Did she just swear she, for the that first, was the first time? I just word. broke you guys in. You're pod. welcome. Yeah. I, could, I could beep it out, though. We'll see. We'll see. Like, Make it do really like, dramatic. I had, like ten, I had like 10 beeps. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll go overboard just in case. Didn't warn me. Um... <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. Your now. mom and dad are not going to be happy with you. I know. Pat Pat will be very disappointed. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Well, I don't know, Brody. Should we get in the midterm game? Are you convinced? Uh, yeah, let's or do it. Some, some crazy area. St. Augusta. See, yeah. You can't do it in Cambridge. <laughs> There's no level one trauma. No, I know. Hospital. I know. Fine. <laughs> um. So how about, what do you guys think? So obviously short-term rentals have become such a big trend now they're kind of oversaturated and people are fighting against them a little more do you see midterm rental having a similar course where it's going to be a trend or you think this is here to stay well yes i do think it's going to increase in popularity mm-hmm. um i do think it will at some point get everything at like everything that's great is going to get saturated over time so i think there will be a saturation people will have to um take more care and be more intentional about having their property stand out just like if you listed a property on airbnb five years ago you could just go take cell phone pictures list any property you didn't need to stand out and you were going to do well um, now you need to have some unique theme you need to make sure you take those professional uh, photographs you need to have your property stand out in a way um, and eventually that will hit the midterm space to a certain extent i don't think it'll be to the same extent and one thing that i encourage for anyone that's interested in it is to, especially if you're an early adapter in your market, network with those professionals in that area, whether it's realtors, insurance agents, um, companies of contractors um, are in that area working for whatever reason. If there are a corporation, if there's a corporation that has professionals come into town occasionally, build those relationships with them over time. And that I'm being intentional about that. So if for whatever reason, the travel medical professionals dry up, I will still be able to at least keep one to two of the units as midterm rentals to beef up the cash flow on that property because we're netting over $500 per door as opposed to about $120 per door as a long-term rental. Um, So I would say to mitigate some of that risk, build relationships with the professionals in that area and look at it more as an active business. It's not going to be as much active work as other businesses, but reach out to other you know professionals in the area whether it's once or twice a year just so that they know that you know that you're available that you remain top of mind and if the market does become saturated you might be able to have some loyalty from them um, as they have clients that need uh, temporary housing and once it gets saturated we'll add a pickleball court so we'll be good perfect at, I like it. Now yeah, you're talking my I, language. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> did you I, know that Brody is? Um, sorry, I, I really like to brag for you. Yeah, thank did, you. Did you know that Brody is uh, uh, sponsored? He had an I endorsement. I did not know you uh, are sponsored. I did yeah. know you were did you into see that it. Cody's wearing I, right know. there. Yeah. Oh, Selkirk. yeah. This was free. Okay. He has to wear it. I think it's in your contract when we're podcasting. You have to wear. Yes, and we have to bring ball. it up one time. So yeah. thank you're you. welcome. Thank you. Thank you I think you should sponsor me too, Selkirk. No, I did know you were a pickleballer. I did listen are, to your first couple episodes. Are so. you a pickleballer? Yeah, we are hardcore pickleballers. Let's go. You Let's are? go, yeah. yeah. We haven't played in an entire maybe like two weeks, though. Normally, we play 
two to four times a week. I'd say. Uh-huh. Brody just you guys would his house. whoop. Did you really? Yeah. My folks did. I, yeah. Oh. As we just moved into our place, so I we have a back around uh, driveway with the, I don't know what you call that spot that uh, you back. for the boats. Uh, yes. Yeah. Much, yeah. For something yeah, like that, that yeah. or it's when people are backing out the driveway, so you have a oh, turnaround. Okay. Um, not like a full circle, but a little. And I was yeah. literally looking at it the other day. I'm like, how much pavement would I need <laughs> to add to make it to where I could at least yeah. set up a portable net for pickleball on our on our driveway? It's really how it. he convinced me to move to North Branch. <laughs> Great pickleball scene. Yeah, like there's. Oh, you guys are invited to Cambridge, lot. Cambridge area pickleball. Yeah, Kate. What is the, what do you call it? Kappa. Popping Kappa. over there. Yeah. Kappa. Yeah. 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 I'm not a member. It's five dollars. Ooh, that's <laughs> I wasn't, a steep didn't really price. Didn't really want to commit to it too much yet. <laughs> Darn inflation. <laughs> um, Have you got into it yet? I, the last time I played, I actually enjoyed it a little more. When did I play last? Over the winter. Oh yeah, I indoor? played indoors with you. That uh, yeah. we won both our games. Yeah, where do yeah, you guys so play indoors? Is that in Cambridge? In too? Cambridge, yeah. Oh wow! But I don't you know. If that's Cambridge last. is a, a hub, a pickleball <laughs> hub. All right, that's his niche. Is, surprise, is the pickleballers. Yeah. Because real estate. One thing with our move is we play indoors at uh, Lifetime Fitness in Champlain. Sure. Um, they just built courts there, but it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a hike for us now. Yeah. Um, although we come down here for work still, but a little bit of a hike. So that's cool that you've actually tapped into that for uh, customers though. Because sure. when we were in Florida last winter, we had noticed that there was some real estate agents. We got into some of the Facebook. Uh, pickleball groups there and some of the real estate agents there there were a couple i think one or two around there that very clearly had um built that into part of their niche as serving people that snowbirds real that estate were, agents are yeah. always up to something they yes are. they are that that's really cool that you've done that <laughs> yeah so every morning when i play for like three hours that's actually networking that's brilliant. So, yeah. You can write off I'm, pickleball. I'm writing all of it off. I'm um, yeah. in the office working on some of our stuff, and Brody's working on his backhand Thank and you. his Work. business. I don't know why that wasn't a thing like three years ago or when I started in real estate. Door knocking, cold calling were the thing, and I could have just been playing pickleball. Right on. And you would have been ahead of the game and yeah. more successful. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of pissed that I, I'm just would like this. to see you guys play Nick, though. Yeah, we're pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Oh, and he's uh, not. See, we usually I'm, play singles. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Me. Oh, yeah, I know. He's good. He's we play like singles really because usually we, we'll just go whenever we want to. Yeah. And when we are in Florida, we didn't know of the open play cults world yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we tried the first time we went there. I don't know if you remember. We went to a court, and there was a line. Yeah. I could not believe it. This place, they probably had like eight courts, too. Uh, it was a good amount of courts, and there was probably 20 to 30 people waiting to get onto the courts. Mm. Yeah, when we play singles, nuts. I kick his ass every time. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, I just swore twice. I'm sorry. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> what, whatever, whatever makes you feel better, honey. No, he, he, he uh, annihilates me. It's a little hit to my ego every uh, morning that I take. Didn't you have an imprint of a pickleball on your uh, arm from when I slammed one at you uh, not too long ago? Yep, he got me when we were at, we did skills and drills clinic in Coon Rapids. Oh, good night, you guys. Yeah. I bet I know who is facilitating it. Who? Nicole? Uh, She was one of the instructors. Lori was, I think, facilitating, yeah, the North Star Pickle Association. They're both great. Shout out. It was great. Really not that good. Actually, though, are you taking skills and drills clinics? Not yet. Well, no, you're fine for somebody that hasn't played. Are you like the typical athlete that just wants to slam it? No, I don't know. No, I, I like just better. popping it up in the air because I don't want someone to slam it back at me. So I pop it up to the back of the court. Okay. That's my strategy, but you could steal it if you want. I'm not good at lofting. I don't know. Okay. I only played two games in my entire life. So, oh, all right. You're on. I think so I'm don't, good, though. Don't take strategies from him, is what he's saying. <laughs> But we had our first pickleball tournament. You guys will have to play in our next one. Oh, yeah, another I heard one? About Are we going to do it. another one this fall? 
Do we have time? Uh, it's getting shoot. Kind of. I heard about it after. I think you guys talked about oh, yeah. it on your podcast, but mm-hmm. you're like, once this airs, it will be over, and I was pretty upset that yeah, I didn't get was. the invite. <laughs> it was, just, Next it was pretty good. We always talk so much pickleball on this podcast. It's gonna we're gonna have to change the dang name. My bad. Dang, not the, any curse words. Yeah, dang. Yeah. Third shot drop podcast. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I have one more question that I didn't ask about the midterm game. How is um? You've kind of touched on managing. Obviously, being a little easier. They're all very easygoing people. How about things with? Um, do you guys do all the managing and maintenance stuff mostly yourselves? unfortunately yes yeah as of now yes we got a cleaner that was a good step at saint augusta so we have someone doing our turnovers which is huge um but yeah otherwise we do he does i get roped into it when i get a message i don't want to deal with i'll pass it along to her though and let her come up with a message to respond but people are very low maintenance in the midterm rentals it's it's a lot i mean i want to say less work than the long-term rentals but you're just dealing with um, a very high quality pool of tenants, um, as opposed to, um, what I would, yeah, I don't know. Our one long-term tenant there is a good tenant. It's just, he likes to play his, well, I, it was kind of off air there. Oh. He, he, he likes to play his music pretty loud. And that was off the, that was going to be yeah. off the record. Okay. 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 He's a, uh, That's a, a, a rough yeah. on the edges guy. Good guy, but. He, I've had some noise complaints, but now he doesn't because he has now seen that all these other tenants moving in, and he knows I'm making a lot more money. So he asked me, mm-hmm. put me on the spot about two months ago. He's like, are you going to kick me out in December? Mm-hmm. I told him, like, Matt, his unit's the one that has been renovated. I've renovated all of them, and I just don't want to right now, especially in December. Mm-hmm. I told him, like, if I don't get any more noise complaints, come December, I will at least go month to month into the spring. I'm like, as long as that, he has been great since then. Ryan's a lot nicer landlord than I am. I, I came in and I'm like, I'm going to be that girl because we are not putting up with this anymore. <laughs> Boundaries. Because to I'm like, I don't want to do a renovation in December. Like, a, So if I can at least push it back till May. Hmm. It keeps him quiet and keeps him on good behavior. Yeah. So let's, uh, I, think, I think that's a lot of good midterm talk I there. So do you guys want to give some plugs <clears throat> to... Uh, uh, your marketing. I can't think of your your business's name. I'm really upset about that. No, I'm yeah, just you kidding. should be. <laughs> I should know. Social Realtor. So it's at Social Realtor. You can find me on Instagram as my main platform, and it's R E E L T O R, like an Instagram reel. Timeless, I'm sure. It's Reels creative. will never go out. <laughs> and what do you what do you usually do for real estate agents or? So primarily what I've done so far is monthly management services. So if realtors or small business owners need help with their uh, marketing, I will, I have three different packages. Well, now two that I offer depending on what their needs are and just pretty much take it and run it for them. I am actually going to be launching a membership come this weekend. So I'm excited about that. And that's going to be a more affordable rate because realtors, as we know, the market's a little tough right now. So um, just trying to give an affordable option as well. Uh, But most memberships are templates. And I think you can get templates on Canva or ChatGPT. So I'm trying to stand out in that I want to do it around more of the mindset barriers that stop people from posting on social media and actually taking the action to implement themselves. So it will still be them doing it themselves, but um, 
kind of helping giving them the tools and resources to move past those mental barriers that stop literally everyone. So, yeah. Love it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You're good at it. Thank um, you. And if you enjoyed hearing Ryan, you can definitely talk to him more about financing with your new job. Tell us more about what you're doing there. Yeah, so I work as a part of a real estate investing mentorship, uh, Finance Cowboy. He's uh, starting to build a pretty good social media following, um, about 100,000 Instagram followers as of this conversation. Um, But what we do is we help people buy real estate all the time. Uh, We have a community of about 200 people. uh, And in that community, we coach people on how to buy real estate. We have markets. We have teams built out in different markets where it's basically a plug and play system. You are uh, partnered with an agent partner that's going to be sourcing opportunities for you both on and off market. Uh, And then you're going to have contractors to work with in those markets, lenders to work with in those markets and property managers. If you don't want to self-manage, we coach you through the entire process. We have um, just a ton of educational resources within the mentorship. And then you're being surrounded by um, just hundreds of other investors that are doing the same thing as you, um, where you can bounce ideas off of each other and uh, share wins, share struggles, help each other out. Right now we're at about 200 people in the community. So we're growing, uh, but it's a great, uh, great community great mentorship program if you have any questions on that feel free to reach out to me and i will be glad to have a conversation with you on that giddy up yeehaw i was waiting for the cowboy jokes <laughs> I, <laughs> I warned know, him I, I was like i told I, nick to get i know i was gonna some. write some down but i didn't <laughs> anything else brutal <laughs> you were gonna write some down so of course what, i was gonna pre so what you jokes. came up with on the spot was giddy up <laughs> and that was it that was improv. No, well, <laughs> well, I had it in my mind for about one minute while he was talking. I was waiting. While on this call it. right now, uh-huh. I just got a text from our midterm tenant that is waiting for their house to be done being built, and they are going to have to extend for longer nice. than they anticipated. No Sweet. way. Yes, because uh, not a huge surprise, but the building process is taking at least a month longer than they had anticipated. So what Jerry you know? is extending. Big surprise. Shocked. Big surprise. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for coming and hanging out in my basement. And you just killed it's it. Good to see you and good to yep. meet you, Ryan. Thanks for having it. us. Yeah. You it's as like well. nostalgic being back. I know. I know. Yeah. And let's see how whatever you're recording, whatever happens, I'm excited. It's you're probably going to look us. funny because my back's to the oh, camera yeah. the whole time. Yeah, but yeah. you'll we'll figure see. something out. You, you guys creative. will probably look good because you're kind of angled. I've, right I've, and I've been I've smiling the whole time. Yeah. It'll be for us more than anything. I put the Snapchat filters on. You guys used to know it. Oh, perfect.